We wanted to put a suicide hotline number at the start of this podcast. That is 1-800-273-8255 and press 1 to talk to someone or send a text message to 838255. Trigger warning here. We got into some real topics. It's about like addiction, suicide, self-harm, depression, anxiety, etc. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 3 of our mental health podcast series. Let's introduce everybody. My name's Nakia. I'm a senior and my pronouns are she, her. Hey, I'm Victoria. I'm also a senior and my pronouns are she, her. Hello, my name is Naima. I'm a senior as well and my pronouns are she, her. Hi, my name is Pluto. I'm a junior and my pronouns are they, them. Hey, I'm Lily. I'm a senior and my pronouns are she, her. Today our topic is going to be the stigma around mental health. Stigma is defined as a set of negative and often unfair beliefs that a society or group of people have about something. We'll just start off with everyone telling us how they think mental health stigma has impacted them personally. And the way it's affected me is how people generally think people are faking mental health because when people project that onto other people, I have sometimes felt that I was faking my own mental illness. Even, here's the thing, I thought I was faking my own mental illness for attention while I was in my room by myself, faking it for attention. And it can be really upsetting for me because then I'm just invalidating my own experiences. I wanted to talk about from a parent standpoint, I think that my parents didn't really grow up with, you know, in an environment where they're told it's okay to have mental issues. They were taught to more suppress it and they don't, I don't want to say they don't believe in mental health, but they don't believe in mental health. Um, so it's just, it's different growing up in a generation now where we are not only able to talk about it, but also more open to it and accepting of the topic in general. But it's just, it's difficult to not have someone who understands in my own family, I guess. For me personally, I definitely agree with Victoria and the fact that I feel grateful to grow up when I did to the point where there are a lot more resources and information available for mental health at the age of being a teenager when I think it is obviously some of the most beneficial times to have that access to information about mental health so I feel very grateful about that. I think the stigma in general the fact that I it took a while to kind of understand how important mental health as a whole is to me I think the stigma played a role into that because I know growing up it's just not something really talked about obviously not compared to my parents growing up or my grandparents growing up so I think I feel impacted mostly in a positive way because of when I grew up and personally my family I've never faced extreme negativity around the the conversation of mental health there's definitely been a lack there of conversation but when it has been brought up i haven't felt negative reactions about it so i definitely recognize and know about the stigma but i feel as if in my personal life i am somewhat lucky i think my mom would just be like you're not depressed <laughs> man yeah <laughs> Um, I agree with y'all on that. I definitely think the time in which I'm growing up has been the age of information they're calling this, so it's a good thing, obviously. And I think it did take me a little while to really realize, just like Naima was saying, it took me a while to realize how important mental health was to me because 
it just isn't talked about. It's not like a normalized subject of conversation. And normally when it is, it's usually some huge big thing. People oftentimes wait until they blow up. And yeah, I think that's how it's impacted me personally. I agree with a lot of what everybody has said. I think that growing up in this time of information it has been really beneficial for a lot of people. You know, similarly to Naima, my family, I've had a good experience with being able to talk about my mental health in a non-judgmental, supportive environment. But when I'm going through a lot mentally, I still have expectations that need to be upheld mm -hmm. and I'm expected to meet. Mm -hmm when maybe I'm not in the headspace to do it. But that becomes hard, because then it's like, well, how do I express how I'm feeling in a way that doesn't make it sound like I'm trying to get out of something? Right. So I think that it is fantastic that conversations about mental health are being more normalized. I think making those conversations and implementing that into like a, not necessarily like a routine, but just being able to be like, you know what? Yeah, I need to take a mental health day. I need to take a break because I know this about myself and being able to do that, that needs to be more normalized. That should definitely Actualizing be this stuff. Actualize, right. thank you. Mm -hmm. Actualizing the conversations that are being had. Mm -hmm. Making them a reality. So much comes before our mental health mm -hmm. in this society. Yeah, I agree. I think. <laughs> So much, there's so much expected of youth, you know, people our age as high schoolers and also just beyond. Mm -hmm. And I think that also contributes to maybe the parental perspectives that are had, you know. As a parent, you want your kid to succeed. So it's hard to find that balance between, you know, prioritizing their mental health and making sure that they're you know, all right in every other aspect. Right. And I think that speaks to the way that mental health is regarded in relation to physical health, because physical health is taken more seriously, still not as seriously as it needs to be, but more seriously than mental health. I think that mental health comes before anything else like school. Just because mental health is what helps you literally do everything. I was off my meds for the entirety of last quarter oh God. and I almost failed. And now that I'm back on my meds, I'm doing a lot better and my meds are for my mental health. I think a lot of stigma comes from the idea that like mental health back in the old days, they would be like, this person's crazy, lock them up, mm -hmm. lobotomize them, something, you know? My parents aren't too savvy with all of that. They never understood and I know a lot of people who don't. Especially in school, mental health is not really a factor in how I am as a student or how I am as a person. It's just something that makes me a worse student. It's not, oh, she's not here or oh, she's performing bad today because mentally she's not in the right place to be doing so it's oh what a lazy student instead of wow you're having a mental health day you know i'm i don't want to say lucky because i come from a family full of mental illness and that's not lucky <laughs> um, but it helps my parents understand more what i'm going through i'm me and my mom have the same mental illness so Aww. you know Going great. The problem was, I didn't know about all of this until I got hospitalized for the first time. And I feel like I would have had a much different approach to my mental health if I had been told, hey, we're going through this too. You're not the only one. Let's talk about this. People are too scared to share their own experiences again because it's been, you're crazy, you're what, whatever you're not, you know? And that <laughs> just leads to increased feelings of isolation. 
yeah and ostracization yeah yeah i also like what lily brought up a little while ago about even though these conversations are being had it still kind of feels like okay let's talk about mental health but like that shouldn't be a reason for you to not do this this should that shouldn't be a reason for you to not go to school there shouldn't be a reason for you to not do this and this and that when in reality like pluto said mental health affects everything that you do and i think needs to be taken a lot more seriously and it kind of feels like it's almost getting brushed under the rug as in we'll talk about it but like it's not really that serious and that's how I kind of feel in at least my personal life sometimes it's okay I understand you're feeling this way but you need to figure out how to get a hold on that right that's how I feel about when authority figures are talking about mental health Mm -hmm. it's like you're being so disingenuous right now you're being performative as if they're just trying to check off things of a list that they have to talk about and they just mentioned that it exists they don't go into depth about exactly. how it can affect and you. Like, <laughs> I feel like they don't do that because they realize there is so much that needs to be changed if we're yeah. actually going to explore what's really causing people's mental health. Because for me, I would say school is a big chunk exactly. of that. True. For real. Yeah. And it's almost, this sounds bad, but it's almost trendy to yeah. talk oh, about yeah. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's that's just right. of, I understand that people are going through a lot right now. Like, at right. school, <laughs> right. yeah. when administrators are like, they're so, like, I understand. Like, especially coming back from COVID. Yeah. Like, and it was sure. like. To wrap that all up in, <laughs> we went through a lot. Like, <laughs> we, I understand. Like, we can't just summarize that. Yeah. 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 It was a big time of change for all of us. And then, yeah, we moving on. And then moving this on. is yeah. the plans for this. Like, we we're talked going about back that. to normal. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that in our school episode where yeah. they did implement, they did acknowledge it some some parts. They right. did implement some things that were really helpful and guess what? during they're gone COVID. Now. Yeah, they're and gone. they're gone. They, gone. Yeah. they just it's took superficial. it away. Yeah, Ooh, the, the fact that they think it should only be a response to some big thing happening when yeah, mental health is just, something that needs to be. It doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah. People just waiting is, until it Mental health up. has always Sorry, existed. And it, yeah, yeah, mental health has always existed and it's always been important. Yeah. We don't only need to talk about it when some huge crazy thing happens like the pandemic. And yeah, people, people just waiting already, until people blow up. Exactly. Pluto, you look like you want to say something. <laughs> Pluto's about to explode. <laughs> Back to the trendy part of mental illness. When people talk about mental illness they're just looking at the positive side oh man it's so hard to do this <laughs> not i haven't showered in yes. a week or yes. yeah. i can't brush my, my teeth yeah my yeah. room is so gross because i haven't done anything with i have it. mold sitting on my like on my dishes that i've left in my room like i'm people sorry people don't want your mental illness unless it's cute yeah, yeah people unless don't like it, it unless it's yeah. like unless it's like tied or, with a bow and so yeah. they'll take out all the the and other even parts then it. it's just people showing you it's they not only people showing hear, you everything. Oh, I'm so depressed. Yeah. Oh my god. Or yeah. I, like I have anxiety. Oh my god. Like, in the life of a depressed teen, and right. then she gets ready and goes on a run. <laughs> I'm like, girl, why are we romanticizing mental illness? This is not something yeah. we want to have. I think that another thing too is a lot of the mental health conversations that are had of like, I've gone through this, but here I am now on the oh, flip yeah. side. Oh yeah. Not even like there's one way to deal with something. It's like. You only can tell the story of your mental illness when it is... When you're better. When you're cured. When yep. you are cured, quote Yeah. Yeah, when you are better. Not the stuff that's hard to talk about. Yeah. Not as the realisticness. They kind of paint it as if it's just some obstacle you have to get past. Like, no. it's one part of your entire life journey when it, it can be ongoing. Right. Like, it's not... Mental illness 
can't be cured. Right. Um, yeah, a lot of it can't. I mean, it is something that you'll go through like your entire life with. Depression, you can manage it. The same with same with addiction. Just because you stop using whatever you're using, you still have to go through your entire life not doing that. And thinking about withdrawal constantly. And I think that's part of the issue. Mental illness is not something that can be cured. So portraying it like, look at me, I'm so much better now. Exactly. It's painting that picture. And that's not necessarily... I mean, I think it's important to mention also there are... Things are being worked in science to help cure mental illness. For example, electroshock therapy in the brain is seeming to be very effective so far and thus has cured multiple people of depression which sounds crazy like it does but i think we should also yes it's for the most part uncurable and it's not accessible for everyone to be quote unquote cured but we are making leaps in science and i think that's something exciting you know there's a lot of bad things around mental health but i think it makes me happy thinking that some people are getting the help that they deserve yeah i'm glad y'all brought that up because i think that's a perfect way to talk about the misinformation about mental health as a whole and that misinformation comes from the lack of education We're not taught about these things growing up in school. And they're things that we have to seek out the information ourselves. Or when it's things that it should be general knowledge, there shouldn't be people with completely different definitions of things that are just a fact or different perceptions of mental health or certain mental illnesses. Because there's a lot of just wrong ideas about certain mental illnesses because nobody actually cares enough to find out. They're like, oh, this is just some taboo thing I don't want to talk about. I don't have to deal with it. I'm not schizophrenic. I don't want to know anything about those people are just crazy Those are real people and those are real illnesses and they're not just crazy thing you see in movies or like read about you know And it's like people just don't yeah, and people just don't know about it or even things dehumanizing Yeah, and even and even things that are a little bit more common like ADHD like people just don't know enough about it I feel like there's just a lot of misinformation because we're not educated like in schools. We're not taught about it We're not taught how to handle it how to grow from it because people are like, I don't really know a whole lot about ADHD. If maybe they feel uncomfortable about asking or looking it up, mm, yeah. it's like, I don't know where to start or I don't know how to have a conversation about it. But then you need to do your own right. research. You can't just avoid it. Yeah. That's just because Especially, you don't understand it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. And, right. people literally gonna, need, and people literally need you to know about it yeah. because people need accommodations. Yeah, you're going right. to interact with people that have different mental health states and different mental illnesses. Yeah. Like, right. you're going to interact with those people they exist so and, you have to right. do the research you have you to need know to be about educated. it you need and to take it into your own hands exactly. and do the education because right. we were failed work. from our education system to learn about that our parents so and grandparents were failed our parents too. Right. yeah like we have to right. do that work and, and it's unfortunate but it shouldn't be something that you don't want to do you're helping your right. fellow humans yeah you're you're bettering yourself to interact and accommodate for people and build more connections because you don't want to just avoid people because they have this one aspect about themselves that you're too scared to learn about you know exactly and that's literally the importance of talking about it exactly yeah i feel like a lot of people almost think that somebody doesn't have a mental illness unless they are afraid of this person Mm -hmm. when someone who they aren't afraid of is telling them i have this mental illness and such i am inhibited from doing these certain tasks they're Mm -hmm. like you're faking i think also not even like being afraid but if you're not outwardly displaying symptoms i was just about to say that if you're not if you're not playing something yeah. people are going to be if you're like, not oh, making it super, like, you don't look like somebody who's yeah. sick. you don't seem depressed you don't seem sick yeah it's you like, don't seem depressed you don't seem like you can't just look like, at this person and tell exactly automatically yeah. and that obviously goes into the misinformation it's like oh wow i didn't know like you didn't seem like you were depressed why were you just laughing yesterday <laughs> like, right it's like, you 
smiled yesterday. Why were you laughing yesterday? I thought you were depressed. You smiled. Are you sure you're depressed? You smiled. It's like, are you sure you're depressed? I'm cured, actually. It's like, but you had, you seemed fine yesterday. What's wrong today? Yeah. Excuse it's like, you. okay. <gasps> I wanted to touch on what Naima and said Ma- earlier. Oh. Uh, schizophrenia, for example, you mentioned that. I wanted to talk about the demonization of mental illnesses that we don't understand. We kind of talked Ooh, about yeah. that a little bit. Mm. But just like certain aspects of BPD and stuff is just oh, yeah. demonized. Demonized is absolutely, and it's dehumanizing. It's awful. It's ostracizing. You're, you feel so alone because people say these aspects of you are disgusting or these aspects of those people just because it's different from you. And they're scared to learn about it. About. Yeah, exactly. it's not because you're not, about. people aren't educated on this and it's normal and it's not their fault. This is a part of them. They can't change There's it. nothing they can really change about it. Neurotypical people like to complain about how difficult it is to interact with people. And it's like, exactly. why are you making people feel like they are a burden to and society? That fault. is not okay. Yeah. Right. These are people. We should be treating them like people. Exactly. We're not zoo animals. I would love to talk about men's mental health. Again, I am not a man. This is not from my personal experience. I think we should get a man on here at some point, actually. I'm not a man. I will never experience what men have to go through. But I think that there is something to be said about the fact that women and men are treated very differently when it comes to mental health and how they are treated when it comes to mental health because of societal roles, standards, gender roles have placed the idea that men need to be strong, independent, and don't need help. Yes. Exactly. Shameless plug. Check out the episode of the Minority Experiences podcast. And, oh, right. Like, gender roles. Right. And we did a gender role podcast. Y'all should go check it out. But, yeah, men and women are treated just very differently. And I was wondering if you guys had any comments on that. Yeah. It really is a shame how mental health has kind of been feminized. Mm-hmm. People think it's a feminine thing. Right? People think healthy is a feminine thing. How? Taking care of yourself. Hygiene. How? It's woman, because how asinine woman. is that? Exactly. It's because it's seen as weak, and weak is attributed exactly. to femini- like femininity. Women who, like, it's, like, perceived that women are, like, more emotional. Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, they kind yeah. of most really, of the time are, but it's still. Really, it is really, really damaging to men to not yeah. ever get to be vulnerable. Men should be able to experience illness in the same way that women do or I think everyone experiences mental illness differently but be able to express themselves without being treated differently than women are and they shouldn't be invalidated for just being a man yeah and just dealing with normal human emotions it's not a gendered thing mental health should not be gendered and also mental health does show up differently in men symptoms are very different so symptoms that show up differently for different groups and men will often punch things and injure themselves and it's not in the way that we see on like movies and tv shows since you brought this up i don't want to get too off topic but it's really weird when people bring up men's suicide rates as just to get a, back at women. Uh, yeah as a way yeah. as a way to downplay like, a, wom- like, a women's issue like it'll be like, yes. something that's yes. nothing they, related to what the yeah. original women's issue is they'll bring up men's suicide rates but they don't actually care and these are the same men who perpetuate these harmful the things, things that lead they're like things yeah, to this. And it's like, like it's like did you look at the pictures and not read the words as yeah, to why really. they were explaining this like, is happening? And also again I'm not trying to get too off topic but when they bring up men's suicides rates and counter harming women the patriarchy also harms men that's, that's yes. where that's the suicide rates that's yes. like, are you yeah going? that's where the suicide rates are coming from like yes. 
Guys, you guys should listen to Hassan Abi. And anxiety, it shows up different in black women. It's usually mistaken for like having an attitude. It's almost like a trauma response. When black women cry, it's not taken as seriously. Oh, yeah. So it shows up in other ways because yeah. of that trauma, because we're not believed otherwise. Because black women are also demonized for being like mentally ill. Oh, yeah. All the definitely. time. And more than other groups. And again, invalidated as far as expressing their emotions and feeling normal human emotions and that too yeah black just black people as a whole and obviously tying that into whatever their gender is that just is an example of intersectionality and the flaws within our society and just different examples of racism within our society that people don't always think about things in your everyday like oh she's like she always has an attitude and this and that but like you wouldn't say that if it was a white person who was very anxious or nervous about something or like they're you know it just it's things like that that is an example of intersectionality it all plays in with the stigma around mental health and it affects different groups in a different way but in general stigma around mental health affects everybody in a negative way. Yeah, the statistics surrounding mental health, it does disproportionately impact black men's suicide rate. It's mm-hmm. just yeah. off the charts right now. I just wanted to bring attention to that. But Pluto, mm-hmm. you look The symptoms presenting differently in other people, there are people who are diagnosed with things that are disproportionately di- diagnosed. Like yeah. ADHD, men. it's seen as a male... Yes, oh, as a male, yeah. male disorder. Yeah, but they're seen throughout other people. Autism, mostly diagnosed in men, it is a male-dominated disorder, but autism also presents differently in, in women, and that's in why females. it's diagnosed less. Um, and it's also uh, autism and BPD are both interchanged, and most of the most time- Most of the time they're switched when they don't need to be. Yeah. I wanted to talk about like people with depression often, this is like about people having symptoms that other people don't like. People who are depressed often can lash out, be angry, things like that. And people don't like that. And then they blame it as them just being a bad person, whatever. I have two younger brothers and they have definitely experienced that weird of like, you don't need to cry, you're fine, it's fine. But then me growing up, it was like, oh, it's okay, are you okay? kind of thing but I think that hopefully changes with these more people talking about mental health but growing up being told like you don't need to cry you're supposed to be strong like that can be so detrimental Mm -hmm. and I think that it is more common because you know generations before us that is the common narrative when it comes to male mental health yeah I mean I have like a a similar ish experience I've an amazing boyfriend, love him dearly, but he experiences a lot of mental health issues as a lot of people do. He's lucky to have a very loving family that understands that, but I was talking to one of my guy friends the other day about how like we were watching something and we started talking about something and it made him cry. And my friend immediately goes, that's gay that he cried. And I was no, like, why are we like, and it was, cause it was a, it was a conversation about mental health. Sorry, I forgot to add that bit in there, but it was about mental health. And it's a deeply personal subject and it is okay for someone to be emotional, emotional about that subject. It's something that's hard. It has nothing to do with your gender. Right. Yeah, it has nothing to do with your sexuality. It has nothing to do with your sexuality. How does I don't even know crying how, make how, you gay? Yeah, so I don't even know how that you got cried. lost in translation. You're gay. You're gay. Yeah. Yeah. People associate femininity with like gay people. Yeah. And it's like, Which is disgusting. In a, in a negative way. Like, yeah, exactly. And why is gay used as an insult? Like, Always. Let's think about that. Yeah. Like, what? Also, I was watching this Dance Moms episode recently, <laughs> and there was this, they had this 
uh, guest choreographer and like this male choreographer and it was for this all boys team and they were pretty young they were probably like eight or seven and the male choreographer was like yelling and being very harsh and rude to like the little boys and one of them started crying and then their actual dance teacher who was a woman came over and was like hugging them and saying like it's okay and then the male guest choreographer was like don't treat them like little girls like you know but even in even in like something that is seen as feminine they were still applying those gender roles like like, don't treat them like little girls why (laughs) don't cry they're kids they're they were little children and do they realize how they're shaping this person for the rest of their lives yeah like that is very i just thought that was a very i just thought it'd be good to bring up a a real example i literally just saw if people can't find that in their life even though it should be really easy to think of a time when men were told not to cry but whatever yeah moving on i also Wanted to talk about, I guess we can move the conversation to the stigma of therapy. Just how expensive it is to be in therapy is crazy um, just to help my mental health. But also just about the stigmatization. Like, I've told people that I'm going to therapy and I was actively participating in therapy sessions. And the amount of not only looks, but comments that I got about what is wrong with you about being in therapy. And I've grown up feeling crazy my entire life, not knowing what's wrong with me. And now I'm actually doing something to get better and it's dehumanizing. I recently got a therapist, which Yay! I'm Yay! very excited about. Oh, thanks guys. Uh, <laughs> the support is supporting. <laughs> it was kind of a struggle because I was like, you know what, I think I would really benefit from a therapist. I think everyone a, should. I think everyone, everyone yeah. would benefit from a therapist. If people could afford it. If people yes. could afford it, if it was more accessible, but that's another conversation. It was a struggle to advocate for getting a therapist because it was like, well, what's, what's wrong going with you? on? Yeah. What's going? What? what what's wrong? Mean? And it's like, well, maybe I don't want to tell you. <laughs> right. That's why I want a therapist. Yeah. That's why I want a therapist. <laughs> that's kind of their job. Yeah. Or maybe I just no, don't want to talk about it with yeah. you. But you know, I was like, I really think this could be helpful. And finally, it happened. So just starting out, it's going well. Yay! But it is extremely expensive in the process of fi- finding a therapist. Oh my god! Yeah. Hard. Oh my god! Really challenging. Yeah. And finding someone who works for you is yeah. so right. yes. difficult because yeah. often because I feel really bad saying no to people, and if like having a therapist Same. that doesn't work for you, yeah. oh my god, it's awful because yeah. I don't know how to get out yeah. of it. I'm like, I'm so sorry, yeah. this is not working, but then, like, yeah. I'm gonna stay right oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Especially you men. shouldn't only get into therapy when After. you're in crisis. Yes. Yeah. You should be in therapy as much like, as possible. It should just be like if your annual ready. checkup. It yeah. should be more than, yeah. it should be like, I mean, if you're ready, but also like pushing therapy for people that aren't ready yeah. for therapy, yeah. like, let's not forget that either. Like, yeah. yes, yeah. it's like addiction. Yeah. Like addiction. It's, it's not gonna work if you're forced to be. I relate a lot to what Lily was saying. I've been trying to get into therapy for a while now and I've brought it up to my parents over the past few years and it's always oh yeah that can happen but like why like you know yeah but it hasn't happened because it's not seen as like we were saying earlier as important as like a physical, a physical ch- checkup yeah. and like and the fact that it, it's something that has been so easily forgotten that I have to remind them I think is a problem like just because yeah. I'm not in some critical like state where you know I can't function or something like I should still be able to have access to therapy whenever I ask for it, you know? Yeah. And I and I don't even mean that as like a jab at my parents. It's, I think it's just a problem with the culture. It's just not seen right. as important yeah. enough. And 
I because if you were bleeding out, your parents would be like, "Let's get to you to a hospital exactly. right now." But mentally, yeah, so, I'm bleeding out. I'm right, and, yeah, like, and, so and like just like dying. we said earlier, it's not always yeah. seen on the outside of and why I need a therapist. And I'd also maybe right. I don't want to tell you all the reasons yeah. why I want to be in therapy right now. But I, I should. Just, I don't owe you an explanation. Exactly, I just shouldn't have to wait that long. I also just wanted to bring up. Um, someone mentioned money like accessibility but also time mm. yeah um oh, a lot of people time. don't have time to mm-hmm. be in therapy Very true. um so yeah it's just it's just like when we're constantly told other things come first you gotta you gotta do those other things first yeah right and those things come before your mental health just to sum all of this up please 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 prioritize your mental health guys Always. as much as you can and take care of yourself take and look care, out for yeah, yourself. just take care of yourself look out for others and please don't make people feel like they're a burden for having mm. mental health issues your mental health is just as important as your physical health. And don't let anything or anybody It's just as important as your schoolwork. It's just as important as your work work. If not more. Yes. Because you can't do any of that without your mental health. Healthy so, mind, healthy body. Bye. Bye.